Welcome everyone back to the latest episode of the Here's Johnny podcast. I am one of your hosts, Larry. And I am Justin. So this has been an episode I have been excited about for a long time. It's an episode that I knew when we got to Aliens one day we would do. <laughs> it is something I'm very, very excited about. Yeah. And I'm just going to give fair warning similarly to when we did... Uh, Blair Witch Project and the Faculty, this is a movie that I love. I love, 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 love. I will acknowledge that the scariness isn't as good, but we'll we'll see where it falls. So as you can tell by the title, we are reviewing Predator. Wait, wait, wait. So are you full on saying that you are inflating these scores before we even get to it? I feel strong with every single score I'm going to give, and I will defend it to the end. Okay, okay. So yes, okay. <laughs> uh, so rundown... Uh, obviously, we'll give a little breakdown. We'll be up to. I did not get, end up finishing that book, so no breaking news for me. Any from you? No. Okay. No. Uh, yeah. All right. Then the review proper. Um. Actually, uh, I guess we can talk about it here. Is we both started Bloodborne. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I can't. I can't. All right, so I did start it. I started it yesterday, Yeah, actually. Um, I beat the first boss on my third try. I didn't awesome. die Congratulations. until I got to the first boss. I like the way this game plays far more than Dark Souls. I figured. I, I fucking knew it. I knew it's it. It's faster. There are still yeah. some of the Souls mechanics that pisses me off. Like, for example, I was going through the sewers and I fell off a ledge, which happens, and I got pinned in a corner by rats, and I just couldn't move and I died. Yeah, yeah. Basically, you got like death locked. Exactly, and yeah. like I don't like that about these games. I don't like how there's like you can't like like roll out at any point. Like you're just stuck. That really annoys me. Um, but I got the Papa G. I got him down to half health before I died on my first try. Oh, excellent. I like I like how I can buy heal items or you can just find landing around from enemies and you kill them yeah i like that because you can go back and like restock yeah so i will admit i am liking this a lot more the weirdest thing is that dark souls always kind of felt almost linear in a way i was yes. surprised when i killed the cleric beast that there wasn't a door at the other end of the bridge it was just like that was it yeah, um, that's interesting, and that's different from what I'm used to with these games. This one is as as far as I know is uh, a lot more empty, oh, uh, open ended. Like you can do bosses like all wacky kinds of ways at order. Yeah, like apparently you can. I don't know if you can take on Papa G before the cleric beast, but I know I there's can't like imagine a, why you couldn't. You can just run right there. It's just through the sewers. There's nothing yeah, stopping you. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. That. Yeah, I mean, well, that's the thing is, like, there's a bunch of really weird, like, it, it, there is, like, a supposed path that you're supposed to take or whatever, yeah. a recommended path, but, yeah, you can really go There's far less fire all over the place. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it's it's a lot more, like, shortcutting than yes. new fireplaces. Lamps, whatever, fireplaces. I'm calling them fireplaces. Yeah, I'm calling them yeah. fireplaces back then. I'm calling them fireplaces now. That's what they are. <laughs> so, yeah, that's happening uh, that episode is not slated for any date, so there's no pressure. I'm just kind of taking it as it comes along. Yeah. Um, but I will say, I am enjoying this a lot more than I have anything else. Oh, that's for good. Dark Souls one and three. 
That's good. Yeah, I I know for like for me, for example, I think I'm. So I I've beaten Doc uh, Doctor Doctor G uh, Papa G there, um, mm-hmm. and I actually just beat the boss right after him, the Blood Starved Beast. Ooh, okay. Which uh, bring your antidotes. Um, okay, thank you. No problem. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm remembering why I liked it so much. Like I only ever got like maybe two more bosses ahead than I am now and then I stopped okay. playing just the load times when it came out were like every time you would die it would be like a minute and a half to two minutes of loading so it was just like atrocious yeah so I just stopped playing because obviously in Souls games you die a lot you die a lot oh my god that would be yeah it was <laughs> be horrible so yeah it was it was rough but yeah no I, I am also enjoying my time back in it I I said I was gonna stream it but I'm kind of liking the like no pressure just you got like, you i know i know but this was your beast and there are people in the discord who are clamoring to watch it you have to steven and matt and doug and chris and shannon oh, i know they, they, i know the people want it man maybe maybe i don't I'll start... think you need to do all of it oh no i'm not doing all of people it people were enjoying enjoy watching you stream in particular i i do think you should give them a night a week Okay, so my, my, maybe my plan will be that I, I'm actually going to go finish Rule of Rose this week because I took a week yeah. off from that because it got... Dude, that game got so fucking dark. It's rough, man. Um, and then I'll start doing this on top of Dead Space 3 because apparently we need to fucking beat that game. Yeah, it's in three weeks. That's, that's something that's coming <laughs> up. All right, so just kind of quickly finish up games for me. Uh, I've been playing a shit ton of Brilliant Diamond. I love it. It feels more like an OG Pokemon game than like Sword and Shield did. So, so is it just like, did they do like anything new to it or no? So far, yeah. I only have two gym badges. I'm really taking my time and leveling up, looking for mons that I actually want and stuff. But I'm really liking it. I really like it. Would you suggest it to somebody who has it, who doesn't have any nostalgia? Would you suggest it to anybody who doesn't have nostalgia for it? Um,. If you have nostalgia for the way the Pokemon games used to feel before Sword and Shield and before Sun and Moon too, like the town set up and the roots set up and kind of backtracking and needing to have HMs and stuff, like if you enjoyed like Gens 1, 2, and 3, yeah, then yes. But it's playing like a Gen 1, 2, 3, or 4 game, right? It's not okay. playing like Sword and Shield. But I'm okay with that. I think Pokemon... I, so many people are clamoring for an open world Breath of the Wild like Pokemon game. I don't want that. I don't need that from this franchise. Is that what we're getting from Atreus or whatever the hell it's called? Like, I, I don't. Allegedly it was, but more information has come out and apparently it is not open world. Apparently it is a lot more like Sword and Shield than people are being led to believe. So that will be fun to listen to the internet bitch about again. <laughs> My problem with Sword and Shield was the fact that I couldn't play with Nidoking. That was like I I don't understand how you have a Pokemon game have all these mons and then literally box off mons you can't use. Uh, didn't they add them like back in with the DLCs and stuff too? I I think some but not all. I don't know, I don't know how you fuck that up. Anyways, I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, that's what I'm saying. Like like that is my like that was my problem with it then is this like you created these mons, you have to include them because it's, every single one of those is someone's favorite. Just like the side characters in Resident Evil. You create them, and then you fucking leave them by the wayside. That movie comes out this week. I know. I might actually go see it on Sunday. <laughs> oh, really? You'll have to let me yeah. know. Uh, 
yeah, we're, we're recording early. Thanksgiving is this weekend. Uh, and then for the patrons, stick around to the very, very end. Justin and I will be creating the Mount Rushmore of Thanksgiving foods, uh, Canadian cross American style. So that will be fun. Yeah, because my Thanksgiving was like a month ago. <laughs> and mine is in two days. Uh, <laughs> so that's really it. I will tell you, I did the background for this movie. Um, okay. And just a little heads up, usually I dive into like actors and directors and stuff. I actually chose a different path this time. I'm talking more about like production of the movie itself because I found a lot of the stuff really cool. So, hey, um, well, you do you. It's you, it's your I'm so your excited. background. You I do whatever you want to do. So much, man. I love this movie. <laughs> oh man. So with that, why why put it off any longer? Justin, hit that music. Let's review Predator. That's it? That's all you gave me? I don't usually put more than like 15, 20 seconds. Fine, whatever. All right, Predator. You told me where to start, so I did. (laughs) 1987 sci-fi action horror film directed by John McTiernan. Uh, He's also known for directing like Die Hard, uh, Last Action Hero. He's got a lot of really good action movies under his belt. It was co-written by brothers Joe and Jim Thomas. It has a killer cast led by two future governors. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jesse the Body Ventura, Carl Weathers, who people might recognize, obviously from Happy Gilmore, or more, more famously, Rocky. And Bill Arrested Duke, Development. Sonny Landon, yeah. Shane Black. What's up? Oh, I said and Arrested Development, but anyways, go ahead. Who? Carl Weathers? Carl Weathers. <laughs> That's right, I forgot, yes. Oh, man. Uh, Kevin Peter Hall plays the Predator. He has a cameo at the very end of the film. He's the pilot of the helicopter that picks up Arnold. Okay, interesting. Yeah. All right. So the idea of the film owes its roots actually to Rocky IV. Uh, There was a running joke that Rocky had no more earthly foes to conquer and would have to take on beings from another planet. And so the brothers took this on and wrote a script. Uh, They were first-time screenwriters and they had very, very little credibility in Hollywood. They struggled to attract attention for the film and eventually started slipping scripts underneath doors. Uh, this is how a uh, producer at 20th Century Fox, Michael Levy, got on. He actually, This guy actually ended up being a producer for Predator 2. Um, Levy took it to Joel Silver. And since he had experience with Commando, another Arnold Schwarzenegger-led action film, they decided to turn it into a big-budget film instead of this kind of like goofy side story. Uh, we got John McTiernan as director. This was his first ever studio film. So this is his first time ever directing a movie, which, again, is crazy. Schwarzenegger was always who they had in mind for the lead role. Um, Schwarzenegger said, uh, this is a direct quote, the first thing I look for in a script is a good idea. A majority of scripts are ripoffs of other movies. People think they can become successful overnight. They sat down one weekend and wrote a script because they had that Stallone did that with Rocky. Predator was one of the scripts I read, and it bothered me in one way. It was just me and the alien. So we redid the whole thing so that I was a team of commandos, and then I liked the idea a lot more. I thought it would make a much more effective movie and be much more believable. I liked the idea of starting out with an action adventure and then coming in with some horror and sci-fi. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Respect. John claude Van Damme. 
was originally cast as the Predator. Uh, because obviously he's a martial artist star, has his own body and everything. Uh, but since Van Damme is only 5'9", when he was compared to Schwarzenegger and Weathers and Ventura, who are all like over six foot tall body built, professional bodybuilders, right? Uh, he wasn't going to be very threatening. <laughs> He'd be like the leprechaun against them. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, John claude Van Damme. I love you. Uh, apparently... Van Damme also complained about the suit being too hot. <laughs> so he also didn't like, he didn't want to wear it, the suit while filming. He wanted to like, just like wear a mask and just like look kind of humanoid, even more so than the Predator already looked. And then he also complained that the suit was too cumbersome and he couldn't do his action star moves too well. And so since they didn't think Van Damme was scary enough and he was complaining so much, they went to Kevin Peter Hall. He had just finished up filming Harry and the Hendersons, where he played Bigfoot. Have you seen that movie? Yes, I have. It's so I, You know what? I'm glad they did not go with Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So commit. This is a really cool one. Um, Schwarzenegger had commitments that delayed the starting of the, uh, filming for several months. The delay, though, gave Silver enough time to get a rewrite and to kind of get the thing exactly as they wanted. Photography, principal photography, began in the jungles of Mexico uh, in March of 1986. Uh, most and most of the film was shot in Mexico, so the jungles you're looking at are like legit jungles, not some down stage, which I think really comes through too. I think, yeah, oh, know, absolutely, you, you feel that. Um, on Friday, April 25th, they had to stop shooting the film. Because Arnold Schwarzenegger had to go home and get married to his then-wife, Maria Shriver. <laughs> uh, the producers actually charted him a private Learjet to send him home. He got married on the 26th, and he honeymooned for three days, and they flew him back out. So he got married <laughs> the day after he flew out, had three-day honeymoon, and came back, and they finished filming uh, on May 12th. Damn, they, sorry, they resumed filming on May 12th, and they ended filming on June in June of 1986. Oh, nice. This is another fun one. In an interview, Carl Weathers said the actors would secretly wake up as early as 3 a.m. to work out before the day's shooting began. Weathers also said that he would act as if his physique was naturally given to him and would work out only after the other actors were nowhere around. <laughs> uh, also, according to Schwarzenegger, the filming was very physically demanding. Everybody knows Arnold, former bodybuilder. He shipped gym equipment to the jungles of Mexico, and he intensely uh, worked out before every day shooting began, usually with his co-stars. Uh, one of the screenwriters, Jim Thomas, was impressed and said, I think the phrase manly men was coined during the production of Predator. So basically, you have all these jacked dudes who are fucking monsters as it is in the jungles of Mexico, knowing they're facing off against this giant alien waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning to go fucking lift before they started shooting and pretending that they were the biggest... It, 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 just sounds like, it just sounds like a fucking goofy time, but I just love that. Like, all these guys who are monsters, like, they all look ripped in the movie. Like they oh, absolutely. All, like, just built, like, brick shit houses. And it's just funny to think they're all out there, like, getting pumped in the morning before they start filming. In the jungle. He shipped gym equipment to the jungle. God, I wish I was oh, rich. Jack. So funny. Okay. Uh, continuing on. 
So, sorry, I lost my place. That was just so funny. So, Stan Winston had previously worked with Arnold Schwarzenegger for The Terminator. And James Cameron, while on a plane ride, obviously he directed Aliens. We just reviewed that a couple weeks ago. With Stan Winston, they started sketching ideas for this monster. And Cameron said that he always wanted a monster with mandibles, which is obviously a very iconic part now of the Predator look. Yeah. For the Predator's thermal vision... They couldn't actually use real infrared because it didn't register properly in the body wavelengths. It would just be like a red blur, not like the kind of the temperature gradients. Uh, so they used inframetric thermal video because it actually gave like a, a heat image of a person, like a temperature yeah. variance. Uh, the glowing blood was achieved by the green liquid from glow sticks mixed with personal lubricant. Okay. <laughs> The electrical sparks in the desert or in were the rotoscoped animation using white paper pins registered by portable light tables to black and white prints on the film frames. The film score was composed by Alan Silvestri. Uh, he was coming off the huge success of Back to the Future, which came out in... Justin, what year did Back to the Future come out in? I, I don't know, man. I don't know movies, man. Okay, 1985. <laughs> I've seen it. Don't worry. All right, so Predator was his first major action movie, and the score is full. He used a lot of like familiar tropes for the genre, like the loud horns and the bangs and stuff. Yeah. Uh, obviously, iconically, Little Richard's song "Long Tail Sally" is used in the plane ride. Um, I'm trying to, th- I have a lot of stuff, so I'm trying to go through it fast. Sylvester would come back, and he did the song music for the sequel, and he is the only composer to ever return for an alien or predator film interesting i'm yeah that was interesting too we're we're gonna have to talk about the sequel at at some point in time during this this review i'm surprised you didn't go with the sequel over this one huh what'd you say i'm surprised you didn't go with the sequel over this one because i remember the sequel being a lot more like it's a lot scary it is it is yeah yeah. Uh, shot on a budget of about fifteen to eighteen million dollars, it grossed over ninety-eight million dollars at the box office. It spawned a huge universe around the Predator with multiple films, comics. He actually goes up against Batman at one point. I have those comics. It is glorious. Uh, games. Yes. Rip predator hunting grounds. I tried. I tried. There was other games too. The other games are actually okay, but. The Predator part isn't the fun part about those games. Bummer. Yeah. And then, obviously, crossovers. Yep. With a certain... Alien variety? Franchise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's, there's a bunch of stuff. Uh, you got most of that from Wikipedia and kind of following article links and stuff. But there's a really good documentary on the Blu-ray copy that I have that kind of goes into stuff, too. So, if you're interested, there's a ton of information on it. This is one of those kind of cult films that people similar to Rachel with aliens, right? The people just kind of dive into and there's just this lush history around it. So yeah, well, that's good. If you're interested, there is more, but we must continue on a pace. Justin, I got to do a 60 second plot summary. Yeah. Yeah, you do. I got a stopwatch pulled up. You give me a three, two, one. I'll go. Okay. Three, two, one, go. So Arnold and his amazing team get pulled into the deserts of South America to come rescue for a search rescue mission. Um, they're being lied to, though, by Carl Weathers. 
As they go out, they find a previous team that was sent in, skinned alive. They go to the camp and blow it up and kill everybody there, and they're surprised that no one survived, even the hostages. No duh, I'll talk about that in plot. Uh, and they start realizing that Carl Weathers lied to them. They start leaving the jungle with a captive, and that is when the Predator starts taking them out one by one. They're going through the jungle, they have a last stand, and the Predator just wrecks their shit and kills them all until all that's left is Arnold sends the girl to the helicopter and he decides to take on the Predator by himself. This huge standoff where Arnold goes full Rambo and has booby traps and covers himself in mud, fights the Predator, kills him, but then the Predator sets off a bomb. Arnold runs away, bomb goes off, the helicopter comes down looking for him, Arnold is standing in the smoke, he gets on the helicopter and flies away. And then apparently he dies later. What? Yeah, you didn't know that? <laughs> apparently no. he like dies before the second movie. He from like he just like escapes from the hospital he's in or something and just like dies. <laughs> oh, nope, that didn't happen. I did not know that. That did not happen. That is fake news. I I, I did not accept that. I won't tell you who said that then. <laughs> okay. Was it Rachel? No. It was like the writer. <laughs> Okay, good. Yeah, we don't talk about that. Perfect. Uh, I didn't hear Long Tail Sally, but I'm sure you played that as the background. Yeah, it, 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 I figured it might be a little too hard just because it's it. I did play it, but it's so words over words kind You're of. You're being nice. Yeah. You're a good guy. I try. Okay. Plot. I love the plot. I think... So I saw this when I was... like I, was, I think I was talking before we started recording. When I was your boy's age. Yeah. Um... This is one of the first, like, sci-fi action movies I ever saw. Um, and I loved it. Like, I thought it was a really cool story. Similar to how I talked in the background production notes. I always liked how it it didn't start out as this horror sci-fi thing, right? It was just an action movie. These guys were going in. Uh, they were lied to. Um, so they're kind of distrusting of the person they're with. And then these, these, these elite commandos just start getting taken out one by one. Um and I think I always found it great. I always liked Billy's character a lot. Um, he was like their like the, their navigator, like the person they trusted, and one never got afraid of anything. Even like, all these guys were big tough guys, but Billy was the guy who was like. Why is it always the Native American is the tracker? Tropes, unfortunately. Yeah. Tropes. Goddamn. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, so uh, I agree to a point. Um, I, I, I do think that this is a decent plot. I, I don't think it's bad by any means. I don't think I love it as much as you, but I also That's don't. I, I, I think it's definitely good. I just, I, I don't know. It, it, it's it's weird. I don't have necessarily anything like bad to say about it. It was just kind of like, yeah, it was it was good. You know, like. Yeah, the, the thing I love the most is just how it builds. Like, like I said, like it starts out as like the action adventure and they start getting taken off and then what we knew was going to happen was yeah. the one-on-one. Like we, like you, you knew you were going to get that. You have Arnold, yeah, oh, you have the space monster, but they, they teased it. They built up to it. It didn't happen right away. And it was just long and drawn out. And I think that's a lot of restraint that we don't see from like modern action movies. They kind of just throw you immediately into the big confrontation. And like, there's no like good buildup. And I, yeah, I, see, I love I, that about this. I, I think for me, it was maybe, I agree. I think there is good buildup here, but I think there's too much. Like they're almost like too restrained with it, especially, I mean, you don't really see 
the predator until there's half an hour left of the movie and it's an hour and a half long hour yeah, we, 40 we barely movie. see the aliens in the first alien movie i know but i also don't have to deal with the uh unfortunate camouflage effect <laughs> I like the camouflage effect. I do not like it. I hated it. (laughs) So the way they did that is they, we talked about the cinematography, but I guess the way they did that is like they had someone dress in red Mm -hmm. and then they filmed over it and like blurred it out that way. Oh, weird. Yeah, it it did not work for me. Because green wouldn't work with the background. Jungle. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, Yeah, but I, I always loved the end confrontation. For as long as I've been a fan of like alien genre and these action movies and these like sci-fi horror, Arnold, who we have just seen as just this like cutthroat, like super smart, super great soldier, going up against like this ultimate predator, and I think that's what that's when the predator is the best is when you establish that the predator is elite. And this last person is a little bit flawed, but he has a chance. It happens in Predator 2. Um, it happened a little bit in the Adrian Brody one. I actually kind of like that movie. I actually don't. Honestly, I don't really. I I only remember like one scene from Predator 2 and the Adrian Brody one. I don't remember like at all. The Adrian Brody one's actually not bad. It's pretty decent. Um, It's got a little bit of goofy scenes in it, but it's a very, I, I actually like it. I don't like the Shane Black directed one that came out recently. The, the Predator, I didn't really care for that. I didn't even know there was another one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this new one that's coming out looks really good. The one that's taking place back in like um, Native American days. Like I think it's like with the Comanches. I, again, I am so... Oh, so you, you are so not on it. Okay, but yeah. So I, I look at the plot. I like how it's slow paced, especially for an action movie. It's almost a two hour movie. And for myself, at no point, even as a kid, did I ever feel bored. I always felt like it was building to something, and I felt the payoff was worth it. Um, I do have a problem with it, though. Wait, before I get to that, as I've gotten older, one of the things I really like is that they set this in, like, South America. Not only is it very cool to see the predator hunting in the jungle, but there's a reason. America and the CIA in particular were heavily involved in a bunch of coups during this time down there, like overthrowing governments and causing ruckus and bullshit. So I thought it was actually really risky is not the right word. It was really cool that they decided to put it down there and base it in realism, but also kind of critique the government at the same time, because it's like, we all know you're doing this. We see that you're doing this. Like we're going to call you out for doing this because Arnold does. He's like, we're a search and rescue team. We aren't assassins. And that ties into my con. <laughs> they get to that camp, and it's amazing. It's a great gunfight. Arnold lifts oh the truck God. up, throws a bomb in it, throws it in there. Explosions everywhere. But like I said, there's supposedly a search and rescue team. There are hostages in there. And all we see are just bullets like shooting indiscriminately. Buildings blowing up. Grenades getting tossed. The minigun going crazy. And they're like, we found the other hostage. He was already shot. It's like, but did you do it? Well, uh, one of them said, oh, uh, the one in the the hostage in the helicopter is dead. Maybe it's because you fucking blew, blew it, it up. up. <laughs> yes. So that is a that is a con that I do have and I do recognize, especially watching it. I watched this movie twice in the last two days because I, I just I love it. I love this movie so much. It is. For me, this has always been a film that I can throw on and just be happy. Like, and, like it, it makes me feel good. 
Uh, but when Arnold is talking about how they are on assassins and they're search and rescue, they're elite, but they are <laughs> still first and foremost some firepower. Search, and, search and rescue. And they just go in there and blow everything the fuck up. I, I can't give it a perfect score when there's that a very glaring issue. So that's all I have. I know you aren't as big on it. Uh, what cons do you have? Honestly, it's just, it's just very like, I, I'm not, huge into like the like whole Arnold films macho man one man army kind of movies and I mean this is really just that it's Arnold Arnold action movie I know it's it's not my thing all right Dylan (laughs) you son of a bitch I gave it a nine and a half oh my god I gave it a seven (laughs) that's fine I caveated it cinematography all right so you don't like We'll talk about the Predator effects in a little bit. Okay. So let's start with things I think we can both agree on. Shooting this on location in Mexico gives this film a sense of authenticity that helps it from beginning to end. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. I don't I don't think there's a minute in this movie where you don't think that they are in the jungle. Yeah. And I think that's really smart. I'm sure it was a pain in the ass. I'm sure it was a lot of extra work. But it's one of those things that, for me, is one of the reasons why I don't like the Marvel movies a lot from time to time, like on like on like rewatches, right? Because when you first watch it, it's epic and it's cool, but when you go back and watch it, you start realizing it's not a real set; it's like computer generated. And that's something for me, like when they shoot on location and they use practical effects, it's why I think I can rewatch movies a lot more. It's why I I have a copy of the original trilogy without the CGI added. It is, Mm -hmm. I would rather watch the original version, the best they could do. And filming this on location was great. I think the gunplay throughout is awesome. Like I think the bullet wounds all look really good. When the guy kills the the captive is just fucking brutal. Like when Arnold's watching it through binoculars, Yeah, 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 the skinned bodies, when he rips the skull out, like all of the gore, for me is like top tier. I remember watching this as a kid and just being like, holy crap. And you think after the gunplay, that's going to be like the, or the skin body, that's going to be the maximum. And then like when the predator starts cutting off Carl Weathers arm and he's still shooting, like, like that looks really great. And he kills Duke by shooting him in the head and Jesse body Ventura's chest gets blown out. Like there's so much gore and violence and it all looks good. It And again, for me, I give a lot more credit to practical effects. Like I am oh. willing to go further with them than anywhere else. I, I I'm I'm there too. I mean, I, I think practical effects look way better. Um, I will say by the end of it, after the like twelve minute gun, not even gun fight, because I don't think uh, there was a lot of opposition on the other side um, <laughs> when they attacked that camp. I was a little desensitized <laughs> after okay. that for a while. I was like, oh, God, more guns. All right. Even when they killed Shane Black and like they came and just like gutted them and he's hanging in the tree, you were desensitized by that? Yeah, well, by, I mean, uh, up until like I'll give like 45 minutes after that whole scene in the town or yeah. camp, I was pretty desensitized because it, it is a very like drawn out, overextended. You don't like those movies then, do you? No, I, I've, I, I mean, I said it earlier. I, I really don't. I, yeah. I, I, I do I okay cool guns are going off for like 12 minutes I'm just like okay cool like <laughs> <woo-hoo>. <laughs> um I, I'm also not American so <laughs> I think that has something to do with it 
Maybe it might. It might. But I mean, that's I not can to say tell it's bad. you. I can tell you specifically when I was at West Point, and uh, we got to do like live, like live fire exercises. But we also got to shoot blanks. Yeah. And like into the woods, and I'll tell you that me and the guys and girls I was with, like we reenacted that scene where they mow down the forest after Jesse Ventura gets killed. Like. <laughs> I think it is to someone in the American blood system. Like even like now, like, I I don't own any guns. I actually am pretty I'm pretty anti gun unless it's like strictly for hunting. Yeah. But if you've ever shot a gun, I have. Have you shot like a assault rifle? No. Oh, Justin. It it if it's so hard to describe. Like I I think even the most an, animate anti gun person ever. If you took them to a gun range and had proper safety and everything, and you put it in their hands and let them actually shoot it, you feel like a god. And I think they captured that really well in this movie, which is why I like the cinematography of the gunplay battles. But yeah, I don't know. That that sound that's probably making me sound like old red, white, and blue America. Whatever. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> I also so before we start talking about like this the CGI around the Predator, okay, I like how the predator is portrayed throughout the movie and stalking. Like I, I like how it's like through the trees and we see the infrared and we know that he's hunting them. He recognizes them as like a worthy thing to go after. And I like the way the director frames that until we obviously come across it. Because like you said, we don't really get to see the predator until he comes up out of that muddy water and comes up on Arnold, yeah. right? We we see glimpses, we see like infrared hand shots, and we, we know he's there and with the CGI and stuff. But we don't get to really experience him until then. But I like how we knew, even before we actually saw the the Predator, that this was not like this is not going to be John Claude Van Damme in a suit. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? I, like I, I, I do agree with the, the, the way he's kind of portrayed. Um I, I do like the infrared or whatever the hell it was actually called. Um the only <laughs> the only issue I had with it is when he's fighting Dutch at the end. It's kinda hard to follow because it's still like infrared and he's they're like fighting. Oh, you didn't like that? No. Okay. No. I, I did. Um and yeah. Before we got to that, though, I was going to ask you, when the Predator first came out of the water and we saw him, right, and we get to see, and then afterwards when Arnold sets up and realizes, like, I can kind of hide myself with the mud. Oh, I, I love that stuff. And But I was, going to, I was going to ask, when he does the face reveal and the you're one ugly motherfucker, like, did you like the way the Predator came across? Because as a kid, I legitimately a- thought that was real. Like, I legit, in my head... I thought like I, I saw this before I saw X Files, right? So I always imagined until I started watching X Files a little bit later that this is what aliens were. It was the predator, super scary hunter coming after you, like God help you kind of thing. So I will say, uh, so this is the first time I've watched the movie in a long time. Like I haven't uh-huh. seen this in years and years and years. Um, watching it now, I can respect it and I like it. Yeah. Watch it. I remember the first time I watched this as a way too young kid. Yes. <laughs> I didn't like it. Really? Okay. For the longest time, time it was like, oh, here comes a fucking predator face. It was just like. Really? It was okay. something I didn't enjoy. I and enjoy you know, it now. That'll be fun to discuss, I think, too, and how scary. 
Oh, we'll get to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, honestly, I, I like it a lot more now than I did back when it was like, okay, I guess shocking. So but, my yeah. biggest con kind of goes back to what you mentioned. Um, and I did take a point off for it is the, the invisible predator. And, and like the, the thing is, is I think it would have been okay if they used it for those like, oh, there's something in the trees over there, like way off in the distance shots. For is me, okay. I wish they hadn't even done like the invisible cloak thing. Just have the eyes flash. Yeah. Like I, I, I feel like they were trying to do too much. And I feel like everything else doesn't really age badly except for that. And that in there. We'll get I'll to an you, audio, it, but there are some things that age badly. <laughs> yeah. Um. But I, I, like I that that is a little bit rough. But I like the yeah. way the monster looks. Sam Winston once again just comes and kills it. Absolutely. I like how the alien blood glows. I like the gore. I think it's done really well and really, real, very realistically. The gunplay and everything. I think this film is for a first time director is fantastic. Uh, so I gave cinematography. If you're ready, uh, yeah, I already talked about how I don't like the cloak. So yeah, okay. okay. I, I gave it a nine. I gave it a seven. You're doing better than I was prepared. I was preparing myself for audio. Oh, just wait. <laughs> okay. So for audio, yes, I have seen this several times, and Justin and I were kind of talking beforehand about. We'll show you in a second. Um, I do think it is important that this film uses some forty-year now dated language that is unacceptable in current society. It should have been acceptable then. It was commonplace. I mean, it was commonplace almost until a few years ago, to be quite honest. Um, so I, I do think it's important to kind of note that up front. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I, I actually did take off a little bit for that too even though this is a movie of its time. And I think we talked about, I think I made it very, very clear. This was a hyper masculine shoot, right? These are like what you would call like yeah. the peak masculine men, right? This is like those dudes, which is why I think the movie kind of works. <laughs> the anti me movie. <laughs> yeah. Like this is why the movie works. This is why we, like, we're afraid of the predator because these dudes who are supposed to be the cream of the crop. Unstoppable badasses are getting mowed down one by one. Yeah. Um, but that language is inappropriate and unfortunate. Um, so let's start with the score first. Oh, I was like, oh, you want my score now? Okay. No. <laughs> this score is a Mount Rushmore score for me. I listen to this soundtrack all the time. Like it, it is like it is something that I love. I love it to death. Both we we actually see at the end. There's like the goodbye music and there's the main theme. Uh, I love the little Richard song in it, and like I like how Duke is quoting it when he's sitting there cleaning his gun. Or when he's chasing down the predator, like to go try to take him on to avenge his friend, I, I like the predator's noises, like like literally everything about the soundscape in this movie, I love. I think Alan Silvestri killed it, and to follow up Back to the Future with this, that's that's very impressive in my opinion. I like the predator noises. <laughs> uh, I like the soundscape. I don't honestly, until you sent me the file to put the the uh, theme on i didn't remember it 
uh oh, for me it's saying. not You're, you are going to get some hate mail like you did for the lost boys i know you are that's Dude. okay with me because i that's i hey that's how i feel but i, I really it laughing, is not this is this is 50 percent yours it, it's not like a conjuring theme where i really couldn't pick it out yeah that's that's isn't that crazy for how much we love that movie how like yeah the moment yeah. you stop watching it you forget the music yeah, like it's not there, but it's definitely not like top for me. It's just kind of like in the middle somewhere. It's not. I don't want to say middling because it's not middling. It's it's definitely good, but it's not like. I guarantee in a week I'm not going to remember it. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, don't be sorry. Like you said, this is your opinion. You have to have it. Yeah, and obviously, like, well, I had already brought up the uh, unfortunate uh, trope of the Native American man needing to be the tracker. Yeah, that's a plot thing. Yeah, at least they actually cast Native American to play him. That that yeah, that's that is true. Sonny Landon, I think, had been in Commando with. Yeah, he he his name in Commando was also Billy. I remember that. Oh really? It was like Billy with a different last name. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we need to talk about the acting performances, and I think before we get into that, Justin has prepared a very special clip for us. Dylan. Son of a bitch. What's the matter? The CIA got you pushing too many pencils? Huh? This stuff will make you a goddamn sexual tyrannosaurus. Just like me. Yeah, Spread this on your sore ass plane. <laughs> knock, knock. Son of a bitch is dug in like an Alabama tick. You're hit. You're bleeding, man. I ain't got time to bleed. You got time to duck? You killed a pig. What the? Do you think you could have found something bigger? Yeah, fuck you, Parker. <laughs> fuck you. She's your baggage. You fall behind, and you're on your own. Run! Go! Get to the chopper! <laughs> That's it. That's the end of it. Uh, and we have to obviously include stick around. After he throws a knife into the dude. Oh yeah, I did take that out because it was it was sandwiched between like. So it's all good. I couldn't understand. I couldn't really pick it out. But I used I still do. I quote this movie all the time. I think that these guys, these actors, just fit into this movie so perfectly. I think having Carl Weathers be the crooked CIA guy after being obviously Apollo Creed in the Rocky films is like a really, really good like character role for him. Um, I think they all play together. Well, like, you can tell that they have like a lot of camaraderie. Like it doesn't feel yeah. like, I feel like sometimes in like these big team up movies, you don't get that like brotherhood or like teamhood or whatever you want to call it. But I feel like in this, like these are all like, they're all on the exact same page and they are all bringing that like 110%. And I love it. Like I, I, like, I, I literally, think the acting in this is fantastic across the board i love the quotes i think they're all funny i think they're all like iconic and i i don't know i i think that this is where the movie really really shines and i think that you wouldn't expect that from a bunch of bodybuilders and action stars i think that they really they make you care about these characters like you don't want to see him get hurt like you don't even though carl Weathers is like a crooked dude like you don't want to see him get killed like you don't want to see, like when jesse gets killed like and Bill Duke's all upset about it. like you 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 don't 
like you, you feel bad for him when Billy decides to make that final stand right against the predator. Like you're 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 compassionate for him. Like I think that's really really impressive in an action film, especially when it starts off like you said with like a 14 15 minute gun battle. I I love the acting in this movie. I know you probably from from your face throughout my little speech there. I don't think you're on the same page, but this is by far my favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie and performance. So that's where I'm at. I'm not even Jingle All the Way, man. What about Jingle All the Way? I love Jingle All the Way. I do too. I actually, I actually cried too the it. other day. So did you? I watched it like a week and a half ago. <laughs> yeah, I watched it like on the weekend. I saw this. There's a sequel with Larry the Cable Guy. Oh, and I, I don't. Like, even, why did I, you do this? I don't even want to know. I don't. If I didn't it was, watch it, it because I respect. It, my If time Arnie too much. was back, I would watch it. Even if he has a cameo, I would probably watch it. But no, I have fuck. no idea. Uh, anyway, back to the prayer though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't say I don't like the acting i think it's definitely like very much overacted in that like manly man kind of like schlocky kind of way with the one-liners every time they kill somebody they have to get in there like one-liner um and again that this kind of goes back to the whole what feels like 30 minute gun battle i just it's not it's not something i'm here for i think some of it can be funny and Obviously, like, a lot of the lines are iconic. But they're also really goofy and kind of, like, to oh, me, man. don't you are, fit you are the movie. definitely going to get some emails, I think. I think this might be a Frog Brother kind of thing coming your way. I, I'm telling you, I, I, like, I like the, like, funny lines as, like, kind of by themselves. But in the movie, I, I'm not really into the whole, like, kill something, then you have to say something funny. Okay. So I would have given this perfect score, but I do think that, like you brought up, that it's important that we recognize that some of the language that is used in it just doesn't fly today, and it does kind of hurt the movie for like other people's viewing. So I gave it a nine and a half. I gave it a six and a half. How scary! So now I'm interested to see how much you've boosted this score. Okay. So let me, when we do this, we always kind of talk about the first, like a child, like childhood thing and then the now thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I kind of talked about this a little bit last week. Jaws has kept me from going into the ocean, even as an adult. Yeah. Arachnophobia has, like, I am deathly afraid of spiders. Okay. When I was a kid, and I hunted a lot, and we talked about this before, like, I was in the woods a lot. And after seeing this movie, I was always afraid of Predator. I, I was afraid that I was going to hear it um, because, like, he took out all these big dudes, right? And I was this little kid, right? And, like, it took Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger to take him out. Even he barely escaped, right? So, like, I was a little bit afraid. But then I saw Blair Witch. And then I was really afraid of the woods. You know what I mean? Like, that was something that, yeah, like, yeah. like, I'm still to this day afraid I'm going to go for a like, I go for hikes a lot. We talk about that. I'm afraid I'm going to get lost and then you know, stumble across something like that. And that never stuck around for Predator. So that's kind of my childhood thought on it. Coming kind of to today, my current thoughts on it. Um, I think the idea of a Predator is pretty scary. Like this elite hunter who's coming here to hunt the, yeah. the ultimate game. 
I think that's as scary. But there are scarier. I think that Aliens was a scarier movie than this. Yeah. Um, I think that I mean, as like I said, I've watched. I probably watch this movie two or three times a year. Like so you're I, pretty like, used to it now. <laughs> exactly. Like I, I, yeah. I, I watch it and I'm quoting the lines. I'm really like Devin won't watch it with me anymore because I literally just quote the lines as I watch it. Like I love this movie, <laughs> and it doesn't scare me anymore. I'm really desensitized to it. Again, I can yeah. think back to when I was a kid and I first saw it and I was afraid of the eyes and the trees and like in this ultimate beast. And I do think the idea that an alien's coming here just to hunt is for game is really spooky and i think they actually did a really really good job in predator 2 taking it to the city after thing that's really impressive but that's a conversation for later but watching this movie now um and after watching aliens so recently even though that's also very actiony too i think that is a scarier movie oh absolutely yeah and i did not give that a high score for how scary and this one is going to be a little bit less than that so that's where I'm at. Scary as a kid, didn't stick around very long. Watching it now, I'm very desensitized to it. And this is definitely, even though it's billed as an action horror sci-fi, this is definitely more action sci-fi. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of, well, I'm in the same boat now. I, man, I don't know if I was just like really fucked up as a kid or something, but like I never really found it that scary as a kid. I mean, obviously, like I think the first like, well, not the first 20 minutes, there's like a middle like 20 minutes that's kind of scary but it's more like tense than anything else yeah um but yeah this this it never really stuck with me in the scary honestly i didn't even know it was billed as a horror movie until today when you told me it officially Uh, is yeah i checked to be sure because i always want to be certain but yeah it is officially billed as a horror film that's well multiple things but a horror film is one of the things that's wild to me because it definitely is like a sci-fi action movie. I would maybe put in the middle 20 minutes as kind of a thriller. Maybe. Um, but yeah, no, it, it never really stuck out to me as a scary movie. And I, I think it still kind of sits there. It's not really, it, it doesn't get me anyway, really. There's a couple things, but nothing too crazy. Yeah. All right. For scores, I gave it a six. Okay. You have to understand, I my dad was a surveyor, so we're out in the woods a lot. Yeah. After watching this movie and like hunting and just camping and everything, like I was afraid. It has fallen off a lot, but as a little kid and seeing this, I was afraid. And I do think the idea is, and I didn't give it as high as Aliens. I gave Aliens a six and a half. So I don't think it's that much less scary than Aliens. What'd you give it? Three. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was going to give it a two. But then I looked over my scores today, actually, and I was like, well, I give it a two. (laughs) He's going to wonder why it's as scary as Willy's Wonderland. (laughs) Yeah, and that's something I have been trying, and I think comparing it to its peers also helps, too. For myself, giving scores. Oh, uh, see, that's the thing is, if I were were to put this up against Aliens, it would definitely be a two. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, for scores, for plot, I gave it a 9.5, Justin gave it a 7. For cinematography, I gave it a 9, Justin gave it a 7. For audio, I gave it a 9.5, Justin gave it a 6.5. And, and for how scary, I gave it a 6, and you gave it a 3. This might be one of our bigger score separations in a while. Yeah, probably. Um, but that gives it an overall, here's Johnny's score of 72. 
It's a little bit farther down than I would like to do, but it's okay. It's a little higher up than I'd like to do. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, it follows between, it's actually tied with the Child's Play remake. Right above it, film-wise, is Tucker and Dale versus Evil in the original Resident Evil film. Along with Arachnophobia, actually. Uh, right below it is Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Which... That's one we don't talk Justin about that. to redo at some point. Because of how, yeah, because of how you, you wanted to do the scary section. But yeah. Uh, so that's our <laughs> no, new calendar. <laughs> I would love for people to send in emails to Justin and tell him he's a crazy person. Uh, that way it's not just me. Um, that's up to you guys. I can't make you do it. But if you want to send an email, it's at here'sjohnnypodcast at gmail.com. And just let Justin know this is up there with the Frog Brothers. Uh, but that is, that is not for me to do. Um, <laughs> no commercial this week. Justin is being very kind to me and letting us play the goodbye theme from Predator. So we're going to play that and we'll see you on the other side. I will say one of my favorite things about this podcast in quick second. Thank you for playing that. I feel very villain knowing that uh, a movie I've been waiting to review for a long time is done. But one of the things I love about this podcast is I think a lot of times we play like the really good and the really bad stuff that we're in agreement. I think, Oh yeah, absolutely. I think it's fun when we're on different pages. Yeah. And like the the thing is with predators, like I didn't, I don't really have a lot of like, bad things to say it's just like not my cup of tea yeah and and i I totally get that and i just have a lot of really really fond memories of it yeah and but at the same time like like we tell everybody like you are allowed your own opinion like that's the whole point of this right it's cool and but the frog brothers thing i I still don't think there's certain people who ever forgive you for that oh they're the worst (laughs) like the frog the frog brothers (laughs) um but yeah i I'm I'm actually kind of sad that Predator is done. I've been looking forward to it for a while, and we can always do Predator too. Yeah, it's not the same. I I like Predator too. I think Danny Glover's amazing in that, and there's a lot more scarier moments in that film. But I don't know. This Arnold going up against that thing in the the jungle is just I don't know. All right, so next week is yes. Mars Attacks, another horror 
comedy. I'm so excited. I forgot The Rise of Taxes next week. I fucking love that movie. Me too, dude. That movie scared the shit out of me as a kid. Really? Watching Marty McFly get evaporated and turn into a skeleton? Are you kidding me? Dude, I I, I turned it off as a child. We got it from the video store, and I turned it off because I was that afraid. I I didn't didn't go back and rewatch it until I was in high school. My my brother in law is terrified of Mars Attacks, so it's okay. Yeah, it's it's scary. It's it's a legitimately scary movie, <laughs> especially as a kid. I'm um, going back and watching it now. It's hilarious. But as a kid, whew, it there was a lot of death. There's a lot of there's a lot of killing. Um, so I'm very very excited about that. I think it might actually be our first Tim Burton movie. Oh yeah, I guess so. Eh, we the only other one I think we could even have tried to shoehorn in would be like Sleepy Hollow. That was a ghost story. We didn't do it back then. So I think this is our first Tim Man, Burton movie. Ghost is such a season that I want to get back to so bad this because there's one. so much shit that I want to do. One. I know. I know. I know. We'll, we'll get to it eventually. So yeah, <laughs> no so next week is Mars Attacks. So. Um, hopefully people were able to watch Predator and enjoy it. Uh, and it, and if you think I overblew it, I'm sorry. It's just one of those movies that I'm Hey, everybody feels differently about every movie. So that's what we have for that. Um, I have no other notes. I I will have a, the audiobook done, another one from James A.E. Jr. Um, and then I think Justin might have some games next week, baby, too. Because we have like a full like eight days, nine days before our next recording. Oh, hell no. I'm just going to spend that time playing Dead Space. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. <laughs> uh, so that's all we have. Uh, Patreons, make sure you stick around till the end. We are going to create the Mount Rushmore of Thanksgiving food. And guys, until next time, stay scary. The Here's Johnny podcast is brought to you by Larry and Justin. You can find the show on Twitter at Here's Johnny cast, and you can find Larry at beaver la you can find justin at pickle thing and you can email the show at here's johnny podcast at gmail.com you can look us up on facebook at here's johnny podcast as always in the show notes you can find links to the discord and to the website we are also on instagram at here's johnny underscore podcast also in the show notes we'll have a link to the twitch and youtube channels and if you would like to support the show you can head on over to patreon.com slash here's johnny podcast every cent goes into the show And yeah, we just really use it to make the show better. Again, I just want to say thank you very much to our patrons. Uh, You guys helped make this possible. Yeah, Patreon is the way we support the show. We are looking to get rich. And like Justin said, every dollar, every cent, it all goes back in. There's some pretty cool tiers. So head on and look at that. But until next week, see you guys later.